1: Hey there Thunder buddies and travellers down Thunder Road, it's us, Days of Thunder, the WCW Thunder rewatch podcast that you didn't ask for but we did anyway, coming to you as part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network and powered by appears.com I'm your host, your co-rock defender on Thunder Road, Dave Ryan, and I am joined not by Lee Malone again this week. We have another uh, guest joining us in the uh, the co-captain's chair, uh, joining us uh, on loan from the Must See Matches podcast. It's Kieran. Kieran, how are you, my friend?
0: I have heard the call of the soldier, and I'm ready to get <laughs> fundamental. <laughs> I'm the uh, Korok seed. This, yeah,
1: uh... <laughs> I, I think Kieran DM'd me to to offer his services very kindly for this show, and I, I we're going to get into how quickly he may have regretted uh, it because I, I jumped on the chance <laughs> immediately to have you on. Um, I have enjoyed my my, my hat trick of appearances now on on your very fine podcast, and uh, I feel like I'm thanking you for that by subjecting it like this this is like the the sliding doors of if you've done a podcast about bad wrestling you're going to go return to your podcast now and appreciate all the more that you've gone with good stuff
0: well i do also do a podcast about bad wrestling once a month yes. with andy ogden you so, do um, yeah and you would be surprised at how much i enjoyed this episode to be honest
1: yeah okay well we we will get into that Mm. um but i suppose firstly what i've been asking every guest and this is kind of just uh something i'm always fascinated in people i have conversations with uh, about wrestling and it's a while before i ever get round to this so i'm going to ask you straight out like what's your history with like where where do you come on as a wrestling fan generally and when did wcw first come across the bow for you
0: well i am far older than your usual guests um, I just moisturise a lot, uh, <laughs> and I actually started watching wrestling when it was still called World of Sport in this country. Ooh. Yeah, my nan was like an armchair handbag swinger. She loved yelling at the heels and cheering on Kid McCoy and uh, Big Daddy and such. So were, like, you, I would
1: a, get were you a Big Daddy or a giant haystacks man?
0: Well, I guess like as a small child, you 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 cheer along the goodies along mm. with your family. But mm. there was one. Uh, person in my family one heel who was massively respected he was my mother's favorite wrestler yeah and that was Rollerball Rocco. Oh, okay he was like he was like the family favorite and he was uh, it was always like i know he's a baddie but he's really good was like how my mom kind of described him and i kind of realized that as i as i like my formative years of watching and then wcw the very first time i would have seen wcw was it was shown very late at night in my itv region towards Mm. the end of 1991 and one of my friends like gave me a tape and it had the build to Halloween Havoc 91 and all the discussion of the Chamber of Horrors match on it oh yeah so I watched that through a couple of times before giving it back and (laughs) then it arrived like Saturday afternoons in 92 and from then until it was taken away when Nitro became a thing um, So like 92 to 95 I watched it yeah. every week Until it got terrible Including the stuff When Hogan and his mates
1: Turned up Yeah That was like That was Lee's era Of watching WCW originally mm. So he was like A WCW fan Before I was But then Because of the hiatus He took I end up being More of a Like mm. I hasten to say Expert But I'm I'm at least more inured to this period. Yeah, I'm like, nothing about this period shocks me. It's just the only thing that usually shocks me is like things happening sooner or later in the timeline than I remember. Because, you know, when you're like eight or nine year old, you don't have any concept of the passage of time.
0: No, No. So like growing up, I didn't have satellite or cable. I didn't get any access, real access to cable until 2001, I think. 2001, 2002, when the girlfriend I had at the time had cable in her flat. Mm. Um, So I never watched, really watched WWF. That was only on tapes that were borrowed from people or bought. Like, WCW was my thing. Um, Yeah, and then, like, once, uh, once it was only shown on Turner stations on cable and satellite, like, I had no... I didn't see Nitro for years. Yeah. Until really... I mean, I saw it scattered, but then uh once the network like put up the whole run like i yeah. watched all of that through but i think <laughs> i was done with the network by the time they put all the thunders on yeah um so the the stuff i've watched for this um i've watched the broadcast versions i found okay. i watched the broadcast versions so i watched for the for this show i watched um mm-hmm. uh last week's thunder the the one you did with joey uh, mm-hmm. i watched the nitro and i've watched this thunder okay i should also say i haven't been on cage match and if you want to play the what's on the pay-per-view game as this is a go-home show feel free because i have oh. written down what i think the card is judging by the three episodes of wcw television i've watched
1: excellent excellent <laughs> and be prepared to be extremely wrong uh going on <laughs> <laughs> just going on past Fine. form i you will like... tell
0: you what has been promoted on tv yeah. then how you, you like and we'll you see like... how close i get
1: You'll either be way off or you'll, like, the, the, Lee's two settings are he's either way off or he mm. nails about 70% of them. And then, like, the remaining three matches he doesn't get are the most pull-a-random-name-out-of-a-hat yeah. sort yeah. of situations.
0: WCW would did have a habit, particularly at this time, of, like, setting up most of the pay-per-view card and then just picking two or three matches from the random house-show loop and chucking them on TV.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or on pay-per-view, rather, is what I mean.
1: Yeah. I- I was really hoping when you started that that story about your wrestling fandom and you talked about watching World of Sport that you were going to say you finally made the switch to WCW when Giant Haystacks made the move to WCW. I was like, well, if Haystacks is on, I got to start watching this.
0: I have latterly seen uh, Loch Ness slash Giant Haystacks in WCW. And uh, let's say I preferred him as Giant Haystacks on Saturday afternoons.
1: Half Irish. Uh, giant haystacks. <laughs> Fa- father, I believe, was from uh one of my favorite places to say out loud in Ireland, Ballyharness in County Mayo. Um. Anyway, I suppose yeah. let's let's not beat around the bush anymore and 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 head into uh Thunder episode seventy, which came to us from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, 8th of July, 1999, garnering a 2.8 rating. So, starting to creep back up. There was a big dip to about a 2.6, 2.7 there for a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, Slowly going back up. Uh, I don't know. Again, this time of year, I'm trying to think, middle of July, there's not a lot of like the nba finals are over probably and football hasn't started yet so that might have something to do with it like unless i'm not sure when the baseball season runs <laughs> meaning that might be co-
0: does mention when they start like they're currently scorching temperatures in the u.s which i guess yeah. is their get out for everybody's outside soaking up the sun yeah. at 8 p.m rather than watching thunder <laughs>
1: Oh, the, the, the long, proud history of uh, wrestling executives mm. pulling excuses out of their arses. Um, it was
0: too hot. It was too cold. It was raining. It was windy. It was cr- perfectly fine conditions for wrestling.
1: And they still yeah, didn't the, turn up. yeah The Westminster Dog Show was on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all, all sorts of weird and wonderful excuses, apart from like your show is just terrible and no one yeah. wants to watch it. Um, As you said, uh, today tells us there are record-setting temperatures that are baking the U.S. coast. Co- or the us coast to coast yes. uh we are now 72 hours out from bash at the beach which kind of just the way we've been running on the thunders and the nitros lately um i'm kind of surprised that it, it just felt like there was no urgency in formulating this pay-per-view card until this show has it just kind uh, of snuck up on you <laughs> It's just one of those where, like, you can kind of get the feeling when they're heading towards the end of a pay-per-view cycle, usually. Mm. But this very much felt like, until this show, I knew maybe two matches... And at some point in the last week, somebody looked at the calendar and was like, "Oh, Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I to start putting stuff together. Fuck, we got
0: a building booked in Florida on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. They turned they they went from like being like in like just lying back in a hammock to like Homer trying to put together <laughs> the barbecue. <laughs> like a, a grill, what the hell is that? And now we have a pay per view. Mm. Um, the ah, uh, oh, one of our our everyone's favorite tropes in wrestling is teased straight up. Can Kevin Nash? trust Sting oh, these he's... crazy tag team partners here and they can't coexist. apparently not apparently not Larry says that Nash is treating this match like he's by himself this this tag team match mm. there's going to be more on that and it's going to be even more frustrating and at one point when an announcement was made regarding that tag team match of the show I think I heard the screams of Lee Malone from 50 kilometres away <laughs> from me I definitely heard the incredulity of Mike Tanay on commentary. It like uh, it was like
0: he couldn't believe what he had actually just heard. Like for real, not just yeah. as the character of the professor.
1: Yeah. There's like So Tony and Brain are, are two guys who like have long since abandoned the pretense of if they don't like something, they're not just gonna try and fake it. Yeah. Like they're not outright burying stuff necessarily yet, but they're definitely not hamming it up. Whereas Tanay until this show is trying to be 100% professional, but even he is barely able to mask contempt for yes. a, cer- a certain stipulation <laughs> later in this show. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Um, so we get a, an extended a series of flashbacks, et cetera. Mm. Uh, flashback to Nitro uh, with Team Madness. Sid says they can do whatever they want. We then cut to Nash and Tori backstage, who challenged Sid for that night. And... Um, Hey, Kieran, did you recognise the backstage setup from anything in particular during this segment?
0: Um, so I re- I realised what it was as it happened towards the end of the show. So this Nitro, I'm going to say from the start was terrible. It yep. was th- three hours long, uh-huh. and the version I got not only had all the stuff that the network had cut out put back in. But also had all of the backstage blasts put in that would run on direct TV during the ad breaks. So oh no. legitimately this is two hours and fifty-seven minutes long for me. Oh and no. I took notes on it. Oh god. Um, yeah. This Nitro not only has a live performance of I Hate Rap. Yeah. The live performance of Megadeth doing Crush 'em with <laughs> the return of Goldberg. Yeah. The return of Bret Hart in his first in-ring promo after the death of Owen. Yeah. It also is the setting for Send for the Man, (laughs) which I think is what Dave was getting at. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I only realized as they got to that section at the end of the
1: show and Savage is running into the room, I'm like, wait a minute oh no i know what's <laughs> happening next yeah. Yes, the infamous send for the man botchamania moment mm. uh, of uh randy storming in an insane mood backstage and Tori laughing at him and him slapping her mm. uh very uncomfortably uh yes this is the moment like as soon as i saw Tori was backstage and he was in the ring in a glittery jacket i was like oh this is it this is it. I what almost is... switched back to the Nitro to watch it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't. I, I am. A, I live a context-free life on this program. Yeah. What is interesting is, like, on the version I had, it then cuts to the backstage
0: blast after that. So they had another one after the show had finished, and it's Ted DiBiase and some guy called Chad, at a desk who apparently needed to do commentary for some other reason. I don't know okay. why they needed a second commentary team, but Ted is legitimately disgusted. You can see on his face, like, and he he verbalizes it. Like he says, "It's disgusting. Savage is out of control. Nobody should treat women like that." And he looked like he believed every word he was saying.
1: Like Mm. he was going to go and have a word with Randy after they went off the air. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Uh, On the day that it's announced that Ted DiBiase has said uh, (laughs) during his trial he's suffering (laughs) memory Mm. issues. Yeah, worker till the end. Um. So. We flash forward then to Sid, Macho, and definitely not Sting uh, beating down Sting. they like the fake Sting thing. It's ne- like it's never been good. It's On this Nitro, good.
0: there were three Stings, and only one of them was Steve Borden. There was a short guy that um, the that, uh, uh, Piper called out, who was obviously supposed to be a fake. So you mean RPVP? Yeah. Let's not get into that. Um, uh, there was. Uh, This guy, I think, was actually Jeff Farmer. Mm -hmm. Or at least, I don't know, Jess Farmer, his brother. Like someone who looked close enough to look like a fake Sting.
1: The Farmer family business, trying to the Sting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're Sting farmers. They farm Stings. That's what they do. Um, And then Steve Borden, obviously. But the bit I liked about this is that Nash, after being poked in the eyes couldn't tell the difference between a sting wearing a coat and a sting not wearing a coat yeah and powerbomb the wrong one
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, that you see that uh like suspension of disbelief comes from the same school of thought of lois lane not being able to tell the difference yeah (laughs) not being able to tell the Kent to superman just because of a pair of glasses (laughs) it's like a jacket or not that's the same dude yeah (laughs) you know but like Um, after it like sting the real sting gets up
0: and grumpily walks out so he sort of sells the power bomb for a bit the cameras are yeah. on long enough for him to walk out and i was like imagine putting all that face paint and shit on just for that i really hope they shot a load of other stuff with him that day yeah i was the same with like the the double or nothing pay-per-view where Luchasaurus came out with Christian at the beginning of the ladder match, bumped fists and walked backstage. I'm like, did you really put on all your get-up to do that? Thankfully
1: not, but... (laughs) Well, it's like half of Sting's AEW run. As great as it is, and I love it every time, is like Sting puts on this elaborate face paint to walk out and point at somebody. Have you seen Dynamite? Yes, I yes, have. Yes, exactly that, pretty much. Yeah. That's what I tweeted out during the show is like a, a hilarious amount of Brian Cage's AEW <laughs> yeah. run has been fleeing in terror from Sting. Like, yeah. <laughs> I It was only in that moment that I was like, this is the same. Sh- he was doing exactly this as part of Team Taz when Sting showed up first. I yeah. Know I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'd run away from real estate, Steve. That's what hey, well, I'm sure. Hey, well, you know, uh, apparently but, uh, yeah, I think the, Cage assigned the more- signed for five more years to do just that, so... <laughs> yeah if that's how you get your bag that's how you get your bag hey look do you know he didn't have to take a bump so who's yeah. who's the, who's the worker right eh? yeah um yeah, I feel like the, you know, the the fake Sting thing has never been good. And then like the more time goes on and the fake Sting thing is redone, it becomes like less credible and more of a rib on Sting that the the idea that these men look physically similar in any way. Um, oh, and and then that would, got, of course... You've still uh, got the Jarrett match to go with the 10 Sting. Yes, and the, but then this would also over time, like obviously evolve into the Sting disguising himself as Sting. Yes. Bit, which is like a legendary bit in pro wrestling as yeah. well. So, you know, we can't complain too much. Uh, So, yes, uh, as you said, real sting made the save and Big Nash, who got poked in the eyes, gets confused and power bombs the wrong sting, even though they look nothing alike. Um, So then we get uh, our first actual uh, Thunder segment. That's Big Sexy coming out in his high vis polo shirt. Only Um, slightly better than the
0: jorts and sandals combo he filmed the Savage and Nash the movie in the previous mm -hmm. week.
1: This uh, this is also the segment where I nearly just turned off the recording straight away uh, Because this is him declaring that as a champion he gets privileges So he's putting the world title on the line in a tag team match
0: Yes, I thought we, the rights and privileges the heavyweight champion had Would be things like business class airfare Maybe yeah. a bigger cut of pay-per-view revenue yeah. First in line at catering No, no, no Apparently yeah. it's to add stupid steps to your own matches And put
1: yourself at a, a disadvantage <laughs> I was actually preparing for with the level of sleaze that he'd been coming across in his backstage segment the last two shows. I thought he was going to say amongst his privileges is like prima nocta. <laughs> <laughs> that he was just going to like, you know, the the world champion gets who he wants or something like that. Because this is 99. Well, he's uh, picked two this, of them, is not he? Yeah, this is it. Like, and they like they seem, even though it doesn't appear, now you may be able to fill me in. Although I, I'm not sure if there was any more context added to Nitro. George, George George doesn't seem to be an active hostage anymore, but also doesn't seem to be back with Macho. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you've kind of nailed it, really. Like she she
0: was off screen getting changed during the the terrible opening segment with uh Savage and Sid in the ring and Nash backstage um for most of that by the way on the nitro broadcast you can't hear nash he sounds like the teacher from peanuts nah. because they haven't piped his audio yeah. through yeah. yes exactly yeah. that uh and then uh george comes out as she did in the clip here comes out um and says i heard randy and turns to the camera and they don't make enough of a deal of it the point is she's wearing a kevin nash t-shirt mm-hmm. so you're supposed to think oh maybe he's won her over
1: yeah. but
0: then like I think if I was George, I would quite willingly go with Kevin Nash after Randy Savage stormed backstage, smacked another woman around, and then he chases her into
1: a corner off screen. Like, he's terrifying. Was there any? Uh, was there anything explained about how Tori ended up back with Kevin Nash after being voluntarily handed over to Sid and Macho at the end of Thunder last week? Now you mention it, there wasn't. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> weird. I guess he just gave her back again. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I could use this. I could use Tori as leverage or I could just not. You
0: know, no, uh, maybe she came with like a return postage envelope or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: So, Shipped her back. So, um, yeah, Nash uh, explains then that if anyone pins him, including his own tag team partner, <laughs> they win the belt. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Nash's character is that of
0: the cool baby face who can outsmart all the heels. Yeah. But this is, the, this is a step the heel authority figure puts on a baby face champions yeah. match to screw with him and to incentivize yeah. the guy's partners to turn on him yeah
1: this is like he, his whole thing is that he's worried about Sting turning on him so now he's basically offering Sting yes. a free shot at the title just make it a fucking four way yeah <laughs> That, that, like, it, now if he had said, champions, like, my champion's prerogative, I can't trust Sting, so I don't want him behind me. I want him in front of me. Fatal four way. Yes. That would have made so much more yeah. sense.
0: You have already rebooked WCW to make more sense. Well done.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just like one, like, if someone had paused for five seconds to yes. think about it.
0: I did like how this was the moment where Mike Tanego, uh, where he's, uh, uh, Nash says, I'm putting the world title on the line. And Tanay just out loud goes, In a tag team match. Like, he genuinely disgust. can't believe what he's just seen.
1: Yeah, the disgust. Like, we have come full circle from the start of Thunder, where we saw uh, the tag titles being defended in singles matches for yes. several months, <laughs> Yeah, to now singles belts being decided in tag team matches. Fucking yes. all hope is lost. The, I also like,
0: the, like, the end of this segment, uh, Like, it's Nash's birthday, according to a sign held up by some jiggly chested young women, who yeah. he then invites to come with him. Uh, he will turn 40 the next day. Incredible. Um,
1: I tell you looking well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Larry Zabisco asks, So how old is he now? And smartly wishing to keep his job, Mike Tanay completely ignores him and just barrels on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I imagine yeah, imagine at that time he would have been quite touchy about the, the big the big number. Mm. Um we he get flair. He hasn't dropped the hair dye quite yet, has he? Not not quite yet. Not Silver Fox Nash yet. No. Uh one of my favourite Nash periods, to be <laughs> fair. Um So, uh, Flair and his cabinet are backstage. Uh, Malenko bursts into the room with all the charisma of a wet sponge and calls Flair a coward for pulling out of a match with him because of a back injury. And it is during this segment that very nonchalantly it is dropped that, and you must have seen this then, that David Flair is now the United States champion.
0: Yes, I saw the handing over of the title belt the handing over yes so on i i know you like to live context free i'm sorry yeah but this is all news to me now okay so on nitro uh gene oakland is interviewing flair uh flair and gene have chosen the same color suit for some reason uh (laughs) shivani comes out with a cracking line david flair has no wrestling ability and the fans don't appreciate that which
1: was so on the nose there's a reason um, on this program his full name is gormless idiot david flair.
0: yeah yeah that's how i prefer to him in most of my notes uh yeah. so flair uh, scott steiner was the u.s champion and flair just strips him
1: yeah. i don't know if it's for not defending he's, it he, enough he's or... he's injured okay at the moment. yeah yeah uh, he, he just, he's gone to like the the end of the summer
0: yes uh so he uh he he strips uh steiner the title and awards it to david um, yeah. He also says Dave is number one contender to the world title by virtue of beating Nash by count out last week. So that's good enough to make him US champion. That's the logic behind
1: it. Mate. There's something I didn't alert you on, Karen. that I, I'm kind of, I'm ensnaring you. This this might be considered entrapment in some states. Oh, damn it. Is that Have I got to put on to, the Catherine Zeta-Jones catsuit? <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to give you time to think about this ahead of time. Mm. But we're missing Continuity Malone, so a decision must be made by somebody in the co-pilot's chair. Oh, here. no. Scott Steiner was the linear oh. martial arts division champion when he went out injured.
0: Oh this is responsibility
1: and we are left with a choice here. Mm. And that is does it stay with Scott for the months that he remains injured which is something we haven't done before. We mm. stripped wrath upon his injury. Okay. So this precedent. or but the the alternative is <laughs> David Flair, <laughs> David Flair's the martial arts division oh, champion. Oh, oh. Now, mm. as an agent of chaos, I know what my, where my vote lies, <laughs> which is why I'm biased here. Well,
0: I mean, uh, does the World Martial Arts title abide by the the other rules, the the rules of the w, other WCW titles, where if you don't defend within thirty days,
1: you are stripped? Um, I- I think the one rule we have set we have seemed to set for it so far without necessarily saying it out loud is that if you do get a long-term injury you're stripped.
0: Then I'm afraid I might have to side with the agent of chaos and, and oh, move it over to, to Flair there's, Jr.
1: There's two people, at least two people, who might be massively annoyed by this. One okay. is Lee for not being here to make this decision. <laughs> and two, I really hope because I didn't I've I've never actually opened the full list But a friend of the show and listener, Kim Geist, did the full trying to figure out where it is now. Right. Gamed it out from 1998. And I'm not sure if this completely fucks that. (laughs) Oh.
0: But... But Have we created a parallel
1: universe? But it was only it. It was only I had already fucked up the timeline anyway a little bit because it was only alerted to me recently. I forgot to take the belt off Booker T when he lost Scott oh. Steiner, so I I gave Booker T a lot more credit for having that belt than he was due. Um, I think I think we shift it over to David Flair and yes. uh, we see
0: if there is any point where the timelines reconverge and it ends up where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think it could go some
1: very strange
0: places with David
1: Flair. Which and is I why also I'm assume like,
0: David Flair has even less martial arts ability than he has pro wrestling ability. Because
1: also, if I remember right, like it's the less fun route to keep it on Scott. Because when Scott comes back, they kind of just resume pushing him. So mm. like he's, he's not dropping that title anytime soon after he comes back, I don't think. Mm. Um, and he's already had it for like if we're officially stripping him now, he's had it for nearly three months, which is a respectable yeah. reign. Yeah. Very little, very few defenses. I've barely seen him, but he's had it for three months nonetheless. So mm. that's it. Unfortunately, uh, Scott Steiner, you've you've lost your martial arts division title to Gormless Idiot David Flair. I'm
0: not worried about Lee finding out and getting angry. I'm not worried about Kim finding out and
1: getting angry. I'm worried yeah. about Scott Steiner finding out. I've just stripped him of a title. <laughs> yeah, look, we've got an entire ocean between us and that man. Fair. So I, I think it's going to be fine. Um, and now David Flair, for once, his eyes are welling up, not with the tears of being out of his depth, but with the tears of uh, being a double champ <laughs> double champion right now, my God, um, so yes, this malenko segment is is fairly embarrassing um, it's terrible it's so I used to be a
0: performing arts student. I have seen my fair share of bad improv, and this is bad improv, like Malenko tries four times to get off his next line to arn Anderson, and flair yeah. just talks over him every time. Mm. Did you notice sexy Arn with his gams on display, white short shorts yeah. and sockless loafers? It's uh, it's a whole lot of leg. <laughs> uh, it's hot
1: iron summer. It sure is. Um, uh, I, as, I, I a, right. as a performing arts student, do, like, do you find it difficult to watch shows like Barry? where there's like people doing bad acting in
0: us uh, when when acting is supposed to be bad i don't mind it and i'm also a fan of bad movies so i love the room i love birdemic uh miami connection is maybe my favorite of that kind of oeuvre if you like um unfortunately i've only seen i think the first two episodes of barry Oh, because sorry. I lack any any legal means to watch it in this country. Oh, I see. But uh, I, see. I am aware it's now finished, and I do want. To yeah. watch, I've wanted to watch all of it I, since I saw I, those two episodes.
1: I have always been very impressed with the ability of good actors to do a credible job of acting badly.
0: <laughs> yes, it's the Les Dawson thing, isn't it? You have yeah. to be able to play the piano well to be able to play it as badly as he did for show. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Uh,
1: it, it it it's it's really incredible stuff. Also, I will shout in the canon of horrendous movies. I am a Jim Carter fan. I have uh, not yet seen that. I have seen I've
0: seen the famous the famous fight scene.
1: Ah, uh, with the pommel horse in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the village. Yes, yes. 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 Uh, oh, and fun.
0: I have I've listened to at least two podcasts about it, but yeah. I've never got around to seeing it myself. It's it's on my list for sure. It's iconic. It truly is.
1: We used to have a, a uh, my group of friends had a thing we called the Brain Trust House of Horror. Which was like every time we got together for a night of drinking, we would like one of us, it would be our turn to nominate a movie. And mm. like one by one, they all like broke our brains. The one that broke mine was um, a Korean horror movie named Chaw mm-hmm. about a, a, a pig that kills people. Okay. But, like, in the course of this movie, Cha, more people are killed by falling down a hill than are killed by the pig. <laughs> Directly, anyway. Incredible. Um, so that broke me. Then Birdemic broke friend of the show, Keith Brony, in pieces. Hmm. Um, his only comment after the movie was, Everybody dies alone. I'm so sad. Uh- <laughs> I've met the director of Birdemic. Oh, the master of the romantic thriller. Yes. I, uh, I used to work on the fringes of
0: the movie industry. My job uh, involved a lot of uh, red carpet premieres. So over the course of 10 years, I filmed over 300 red carpet premieres. I've shot tons of press conferences and interviews. Mm-hmm. And we, when Birdemic got its very limited release in this country, James Nguyen came over and we shot an interview with him. And my interviewer for the whole 15 minutes was trying to work out if it was an act or not yeah and we came out of it and he's like i genuinely cannot tell
1: like if he's the real deal or if it's a put on that's great because that's like when you watch birdemic and you're like looking at that guy uh the main actor and you're like is this the worst acting i've ever seen or an incredible bit that i'm not getting (laughs) (laughs) like i don't don't know i still don't know to this day (laughs) great movie terrible movie but great movie um, but yes, this was this was not an award-winning performance from either Malenko or any of the guys in the no. cabinet. And it's it's very badly mic'd as well. Like, I feel the audio was horrible. Could you also
0: hear under Arne Anderson what appears to be the director bleeding into the comms headsets? Yeah. Because I could hear, I, all I could hear was spin around and then when they get in the ring. You can hear yeah. that under Arne talking. And I I replayed it several try- times trying to
1: work out exactly what it was. Hmm. It's uh yeah. It's a it's a real bad look. Like I'm 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 noted as a as like being really down on Flair and this whole thing during this period. He's like bad. he he's bad and he's like he's just given up. Like he's just like I think I described. I can't remember if it was the show with Joey or the one a couple of weeks beforehand with um. God, what show was it? I can't remember if it was the one with Aaron. But there was any there was one anyway where I was talking about how like this is Butland's Flair.
0: Yeah, this he's on like,
1: autopilot. He, He's packed it in. He's mm. just doing the flare bits. Like, yeah. he's not putting any... There's nothing behind the eyes. Like, he's not there. Um, phoning it in. And There'll be more of it later. Aaron mm-hmm. uh, has a weird, like, thinking he's clever, cryptic line at the end of this about how he predicts a big power swing real soon. Yes. Uh, it comes then- off
0: like he's going to stab Flair in the back and become president himself.
1: Yeah. Which he doesn't, but... <laughs> Um, We go back to Nitro for what I thought was a fabulous segment, <laughs> which was uh, Doug Dillinger sitting at an enormous laptop, definitely not downloading porn, uh, and Eddie comes up to him and claims that his wallet was stolen. Yes. Uh, this leads to Doug summoning the luchadors because the luchadors in kayfabe have uh, a luchador dressing room. Well, um, the, the point is, Eddie says, it was definitely a masked wrestler, I saw him, and then he
0: says, if I can take their masks off and see their faces, I'll be able to identify them. And I'm like, yeah. hang on, was it a masked wrestler in their mask or out of their mm. mask? Because either yeah. way, this
1: doesn't make sense. So we, we have a, 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 a skit then that has like more direction than usually wcw mm. put into things where you have like older the, over the shoulder shots from the rear of all they the lucha actually doors.
0: live they used two cameras for this so they have one wow. on they had uh, one on the front of the lucha doors for like the the setup of it and then when yeah. they go to the mask removal it's round the back so they either had two cameras or they'd like they it's
1: pre-taped and they did a yeah. cut and the camera around the back actually moved mm. as they were doing it. it wasn't just like like zoom out like Put the thing on a tripod and just fucking leave no it there there was uh, there was some artistic intent behind this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah just this great bit where like eddie who is like i need to remind everybody is still a heel yes right but is getting enormous baby face reactions and doing things that are winning him over even more to people hmm. has basically conned doug dillinger into making the luchadors expose their identities to Eddie. Yeah, and... but wouldn't he know them all anyway? This, in, <laughs> Yes, you would think. He's done there 10 is- years in Mexico with all of these guys. <laughs> There is this fabulous moment where the first one in the the Thunder version of the the skate, anyway, to take off his mask is cheetah Kid, and instead of going, "Hey, I recognise you," he just goes, "Ah, Prince IKEA." Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- so on the Nitro version,
0: before him, uh, there is uh, Lepaka. uh and Eddie just screams and tells him to put his mask back on. Um. uh The next one is. So who is in the... Ha- I wrote Halloween because it's the Halloween costume, but is it Ciclopé? Oh, like, it's Ciclopé. It is yeah, Ciclopé, but he's yeah. wearing his Halloween gimmick. Yes, from yes. when he was
1: secretly Dean Malenko. Yes, but like in Mexico, he was Halloween. It it would have been an incredible bit if Ciclopé lifted his mask and Eddie said, oh, Dean, yeah. he, <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> no, have been great. Uh, but but Ciclopé lifts his mask up and
0: Eddie uh, goes, Jesus Christ, were you in a fire or something? <laughs> um. <laughs> uh the biggest i
1: love this man so much the
0: biggest rib of them all is psychosis lifts his mask and eddie goes oh you're actually quite looking why are you wearing a mask and if you've ever seen
1: uh (laughs) old dominic without his mask he is not a handsome man at all uh there's a bit they show in it as well where blitzkrieg takes off his mask and Eddie just starts laughing in his face did you hear eddie's (laughs) line before that no, what so say? Blitzkrieg goes, come on, Eddie. And Eddie's like, you're not Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, so then we get a, a singles match, Lenny Lane versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, there's a, The two signs that Lenny and Lodi have coming out here are, what a fabulous combination. Indeed. And... And bring back Boy George. So the subtlety hammer is out this week with Lenny and Lodi. The
0: subtlety hammer was also out on Nitro, where they uh, they have a little kind of promo segment. They they just they come out of a pair of doors and they're walking along. And um, uh, Lenny is uh, I am scrolling rapidly through my notes to try and find it. Lodi um, uh, uh, Lodi has made Lenny like matching trunks for them and like they're pink obviously and Lenny loves them and Lodi's saying things like you know WCW is a very open-minded place you you'll be able to tell them they won't mind it's fine and then the camera pans around the two doors they've walked out of have the word closet in big letters
1: on them oh lord yeah because and it's such it's, a shame and, and that's, because that's continuity because they followed on from like a, a previous week where uh, Lodi was doing his nails the same color as Lenny's trunks mm. as a show of solidarity and nothing more. It's a real shame because like now they'd be a really fun babyface act. I yeah. like them. Yeah, no, they're they're likable guys. It's yeah. just uh, again, it's the like subtlety hammer gay yeah. panic stuff. Yeah,
0: nineteen ninety nine gay
1: equals bad. Yeah, like, it's the implication that, like, the reason they are heels mm. is because they are gay. Yes. <laughs> like, that's that's what WCW, and unfortunately, as I would know later, WWA's shtick is yeah. with them. You know what I mean? And that also then becomes, like, this is borrowed by, co- like, so many acts over the following. Like, because this is billion Chuck. Like, yeah. it's, it's Billy and Chuck. Yeah. Uh, you know, which, unfortunately, I had to watch play out in real time as well as this.
0: I will say, though, the wedding reveal is incredible. Oh, all timer Yeah, all-timer. it's possibly yeah. the best thing Eric Bischoff has ever done. Mm. And apparently, he was in makeup and in character all day backstage,
1: and nobody Amazing. tweaked. Yeah. As somebody who is a huge fan of General Manager character, Eric Bischoff, mm. that was that was like an all time great SmackDown for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, So uh, it goes without saying, every week Eddie Guerrero's walked the ring is the newest the new best mean man walk you've ever seen. <laughs> he this looks man, amazing. This man, oh yeah, he looks a million dollars. But this man looks with nothing but contempt yeah. at whoever he's going to face every single week. Yeah, I, it might just it's be like, contempt for WCW, to be honest. It It reminds me of like, I remember being like, very early on message boards when um the one-night stand match with Benoit and Eddie happened. Mm. And, like, there was... They came out later. Like, there were, there was some heat between the two of them. There had been a little bit of a falling out or something around that time. So they weren't necessarily mm. on the best of terms they'd ever been, even though they were great friends going back many years. But um, I remember people commenting at the time. It's like, Jesus Christ, the look on Eddie's face when he came out. Like, a lot of people... Forgetting that that was the default how Eddie walked out for matches back yes. in the day. Like this is this this was the bit. Mm. Like he wasn't always like you know like with his mamacita and his 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 bunch of roses with the lead pipe in the middle. Yes. Like he he had a serious side before all that. Mm. Um yeah he came out the match is mostly eddie as you would expect Mm. but again for the relative level of the two of them lenny getting anything in this match is a show of extreme generosity from eddie because i imagine he was just told kill this idiot yeah um so ref bump one minute and
0: 44 seconds into the first match of the b show there's a fucking ref bump
1: Welcome to Thunder, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh I yes. should
0: say that before this I've seen maybe five episodes of Thunder, including yeah. including these two, I think, actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is...
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Mm. Um, they, uh, so it looks like Lenny and Lodi are going to double-team Eddie, but they bail because the Lucha lads come out to get their revenge from Monday and beat Eddie down. Uh, La parka in the unusual combination of his... He's in red and white gear, but with <laughs> his normal black mask. Yeah, his, <laughs> his, his, his... Obviously, the mask to match this gear either wasn't finished or he forgot to pack it, because yeah. he's just in his normal black and white mask. <laughs> yeah. Um... And I think his boots as well were the normal black and white ones. It was just his like everything in between was the red. <laughs> yeah, and red white. and white. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Lenny...
0: The crowd were really into booing them though.
1: Uh, look, I, I was. I had this. I think in the second match or maybe the third match on the show, I made this. Like this was a hot crowd. Yeah. Like even for this, and they were served up a plate of fucking slop tonight. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, oh, you you uh, made the
0: you made the like the point on the last show that like. In certain markets People were still Willing to turn up For WCW And still willing To root for this
1: company yeah. And like This episode of Thunder Is is that in a bottle Yeah and, and part of that Comes down to like In a lot of these places One of the reasons They clung on So desperately To try and find Anything positive Is because These were areas That like WWF Either wasn't going to mm. Or wasn't going to Often mm. Like they weren't doing An Alabama TV loop no, do you know what I mean they might do one and done like they weren't like if Thunder's coming to town Thunder's doing a double shot at least and you might get a a Nitro like a, a couple of hundred miles away as well mm. Uh, while they were there like for the a lot of the southern states Mm. WCW was theirs, yes. you know, in a way that like WWF was just like the New York office breezing through yeah. to collect their coin and go home again. It wasn't. It didn't speak to them. It wasn't from there. No. Um. So yeah, they they're really hot for this. Um. It, this is great. Like Lenny sees an opportunity now, and he very hesitantly, like as if he's like kicking a bear, yes, <laughs> rolls Eddie over very slowly and beats him yes like i assumed after all it's like oh eddie's still kicking out so when there was like the three count i was aghast well i initially
0: wrote the luchador's attack for the dq and then it went back to the ring and lenny is like very gently giving eddie the toe to see if he's going to respond and when he doesn't rolls him over and pins him i love that lenny and Lodi were overjoyed and they sold it as a massive moment
1: he sold it like he won the world title yes. That's what I wrote down If you and read Lodi's like, lips You can see him saying We won, we won The the heat this got as you described yeah. like The booze, And then enormous Eddie chants Like they yeah. are In spite of what they're actually trying to do Getting Eddie over As one of the biggest baby faces in the company Honestly
0: like To my mind This was the face turn you've been looking for in this story
1: Yeah Yeah I don't think they thought it was. Well, you'll find out next week, I suppose. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, Larry kind of kills it with, I don't know if that was an official victory or not, and with Flair being president, who knows, over the replay. I initially wrote that this was crap, but the more Mm. I thought about it, the action was fine. Nobody botched anything. Everyone did what they were supposed to. It furthered Mm -hmm. the Eddie LWO storyline, and it gave Lenny and Lodi something. And didn't outstay it's welcome. Yeah. My only real complaint is that it was rushed and they felt the need to knock out the ref a minute and a half into the opener of the B-Show. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. If this had been like the second or third match and had a ref bump, you wouldn't have been nearly as annoyed. Um... We then get our first of many segments with Jimmy Hart backstage. So Nobbs is doing like a, a Hardcore Invitational. But as you uh, might recall... It is actually Hardcore Hack who lays down the... Uh, oh, was Hardcore Hack yes, lays there's down... There's a promo
0: on Nitro where he... and So Hardcore
1: has been banned from WCW by President yes. Rick Flair. Yeah, Flair walked out in the middle of a Hardcore match and banned Hardcore yes. on Thunder a yes. few weeks ago. Uh,
0: and um, the, on Nitro, there is a section where some... Uh, very blatantly fake interference uh, buzzes on the screen, uh, and then it cuts to Hack sitting on top of the ladder with chastity, and he lays he uh, lays down the challenge for the the junkyard invitational. Um, and I wrote, "Oh, so it's your fault all those guys got injured, is it?"
1: That's like. I, it's so funny because like that now I assumed it must have been Nobbs that laid out the challenge because like why is Jimmy Hart recruiting everybody that doesn't make sense it must be said yeah, <laughs> yeah that's was like oh it must be Nobbs because Nobbs was doing the thing that he was the king of hardcore so mm. like oh Nobbs has laid out the challenge and no. they're having it they're having it in a junkyard but no it's just like either he either like Jimmy is on the take from Big Hack Hack's got more coin mm. than we thought from when he was uh Maybe he married Raven's mom in the end, and that's where he's got the money from. Who knows? Um, it, like maybe chastity just didn't work on Thursday. Maybe not. Like because yes. it would make
0: much more sense if she was running around trying to find opponents yeah,
1: for absolutely. Sandman. Yeah. Um, so in this he he's forcefully recruiting Silver King and La Parca. Yes. It's like whatever about La Parca who's known for being with the chair. It's like, right, well, if I'm having a hardcore match, the first name I'm recruiting is Silver King. Yeah. He necessarily jump out to me as like, you know, big hardcore match guy, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I uh, we are long standing fans of Silver King on this show. So yep. if it gets him in a match, then I'm happy about it.
0: I was lucky enough to see him live before he passed away, not on the uh, show where he died,
1: thankfully. Uh,
0: he yes. was doing the um because he was rameses in uh natural libre wasn't he The like the lead mm-hmm. heel in that movie yeah. yeah and he wrestled under that gimmick for a while as well and i believe mm-hmm. he was do- yeah he was doing that on when some of the lucha tours of the uk but yeah i am also
1: long time silver king fan oh yes good good you're in good company here mm. on this show uh <sighs> The opposite of good company. Gene is in the ring with Disco Inferno.
0: Yes, and I wrote, Dave can recap this. I took no notes. Oh, <laughs> this sucked.
1: This sucked so bad. Uh, are you a, a similar now? I, I don't need to ask you your opinions on Glenn Gilberty, the human, but uh, as Disco Inferno, the wrestler and character, are you more in the uh, the camp I'm in or the camp Lee's pretending to be in? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: went I I am generally negative on Disco Inferno. Good. He went up and down. Right side of history. Yeah. There were periods where he was fine. um, And, spoiler, I totally didn't mind his match on this show. Mm. I am perpetually irritated that a theme as good as Disco Disco Fever was wasted on Gilberti. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) I just... It's all to set up his match he's having at um at Bash at the Beach with Cat, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm all look I I'm all in fa like when we eventually get to the phase where he's disco with a Q mm. and he's he's like the punchline in the filthy animals and, and stuff like that, then I'm fine. Mm. But like we're still in a period in ninety nine where they're trying to make disco happen. Yes. And like it's kinda like it reminds me of the, the famous I always attributed it to Gary Kidney. The Jeff Jarrett argument is that your interest in Jeff Jarrett is directly equivalent to where he is on the card. The lower he is on the card, the more entertained you are by him. Yes. So, like, currently now, as, like, a mid to lower mid-card crazy old man heel bonking people with guitars at AEW, absolute aces. And I Brilliant. thought, like... He worked real hard in that match on the pay per view.
0: He was bumping yeah. all over the place. He was a top line goof in that match. It,
1: in my t- in my top five moments on that pay per view, not that there was much competition mm. outside of five great moments, but him hitting the stroke and celebrating for so long, he forgot to make the cover. Yeah, just genius. Yeah, it's genius it, work. It's, it's top heel but, but then when you have him as your, your your top guy on the card, then I I hate it, and I am going to have he... to endure that very soon.
0: Uh, he should never have been above US slash intercontinental level like he's no. not a world champion in yeah. n- by any stretch and, and yet somehow and, Howells managed that like 16 or 17 times across yeah. two companies and,
1: and not everybody is and that's fine yeah. it's just unfortunately he was one of the last people to know yes uh, him and Vince Russo <laughs> the last people on earth yes. to know this um, so yeah uh, he says everybody knows that Ernest Miller stinks Ernest <laughs> I did like okay I did I did laugh at one line where he goes, Ernest Miller learned his karate from Tai Bo. Yes. So did my mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yes. Gene then says, and I knew where this, the direction this was heading. And even though Vince Russo wasn't here yet, he says, you have to recognize that Sonny Ono is going to be there. Disco, without missing a beat, calls him Mr. Miyagi. Yes. Real cool. <laughs> that's 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 a that's a that's a hot slice of glenn gilberti cutting through disco inferno that's, there uh,
0: that's evidence in an upcoming lawsuit i'm sure yes 100 oh,
1: yeah. uh he says he's going to deliver and i quote a brooklyn new york tushy kicking yes at the paper to be honest which I,
0: di- I didn't mind that line that was fine
1: incredibly got a pop in alabama yes i thought like annie mentioned new york they were gonna be <laughs> ripping up the chairs but you know whatever yeah. Um, our our next singles match Which might have been If you hadn't already been uh, Regretting volunteering for this Kieran <laughs> Al Green versus Van Hammer
0: My initial note is We're not getting a rendition of Let's stay together It's Nash's useless mate The dog Or as I called him Road warrior pork Because that's Fuck what he me. looks like here Fuck
1: me! Like Al Green might be the meatiest man in this company of oh, very meaty men. There
0: is there is a, uh, additional meat. There is a full butcher shop coming up in the main event.
1: Actually, true. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, So we get a flashback to Van Hammer And maybe the best comedy segment on the whole show Van Hammer storming into Flair's office on Nitro uh, And speaking to Flair and RPVP Demanding a title shot And even they started laughing at yes.
0: him <laughs> Justifiably
1: so Yeah, and as a rib in kayfabe They're giving him Rick Steiner at the pay-per-view Yes And he's the, and he's the only one that's jazzed about this Yes, Rick Steiner the um, TV champion Yes Uh, Al Green leads the match at the start But then a hip toss and a slam And a clothesline over the top Puts Hammer firmly in control Short brawl into the aisle Hammer brings him back in Corner whip and a big boot for two Uh, Alabama slammer And a Cobra clutch slam wins it Uh, I shall read you my
0: one note That encompasses the entire action of this match Mm-hmm. two roidy goons do basic stuff for two minutes hammer's big boot looks bad the director cuts to camera b when hammer addresses camera a and vice versa uh uh to his credit uh, green tries to break the high jump record going for hammer's going up for hammer's cobra clutch slam that looks really good on the replay yeah. i will say i think after the van hammer cactus jack Fools count anywhere match this might be the second best um uh, van hammer
1: match i've ever seen which is incredible because in this like two minutes or however long it lasts, almost nothing looked good, but it's still on the Van Hammer scale, it was pretty good. Yeah, I
0: it was it was a squash, it was
1: fine. Like it didn't yeah. offend me as much as I expected. Yeah. Um so at the bell, Rick Steiner jumps him, mm-hmm. huge reaction and he just batters van hammer he had uh, to we started
0: a... his run the moment hammer hooked the cobra clutch because yeah. he's under the ropes as soon as the bell goes he's
1: he's uh, he is stomping his head at 3.1 yeah um, apparently he's got a good 40 yard dash on him that we never knew now uh we are informed that he, we already know he's called the dog face gremlin but today is now referring to him as the dfg which gives me a great idea for a rolled albock book. <laughs> I liked, um, as he is
0: making his way back up the uh, the aisle, Hammer gets nothing in this brawl, by the way. Dogface yeah. just kicks the fuck out of him and leaves. And as he's going back up D the FG. aisle, he talks into the camera and he says, I'll take you out, boy. You don't mean a damn shit to me on live WCW yep. television
1: on TBS. Yep. Yeah. If you, if you were under any illusion that Rick Steiner still cared about his mm. employer. No, no, no. Yes. And Hammer um, gets
0: up and starts talking to the cameraman near him. Yeah. Or to the camera near him, and you get this horrible production moment where they're both yelling into their respective cameras at the same time, and you can't make out any of it.
1: <laughs> do you know what the, the 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 real galling thing is? Like, these shows are not like actually live. Is this one not live? Thunder this 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 thunder is like it's the week it's broad it is it is out the week it's broadcast, but it's not like live live okay. as far as I know. That's trying Like it might You're be behind, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I'm not allowing them it anyway. I'll put it that way. Um we then get Jimmy Hart badgering Horace Hogan. Yes. Cage Match says this was live live. Oh it was live live. Okay. Okay because i was like usually their cycle is that the oh actually no because it's usually it was it was tape
0: it was taped 2 on tuesday show 1 no. that thursday the yeah. other next thursday
1: yeah yeah that's what they while. have been doing but actually yes uh, they're back on they had gotten off it for a while but now they're back in the cycle of the taped thunder is the one that airs after the fucking pay per view that's what you've got to look forward to next yeah, episode yeah 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 <laughs> the, they are they are by far the worst thunders they <laughs> are Diabolical Mm. But anyway Yes uh, The biggest revelation Of this whole show Is when Jimmy is talking To Horace backstage And Horace reveals He's still in the NWO Black and white
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ Why does Jimmy refer to Hulk As Uncle Hogan Uncle... Uh, Do you uncle call your Hogan uncle Uncle Ryan? I don't have an yes. Uncle LaFort. <laughs> no, I call my uncle Uncle Hogan. Okay, <laughs> <what> <laughs> fine. Gonna, I'll, yeah. If yeah. I see mine again, I'll, I'll say yeah. the same to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, but he better make the money, right? That was what yeah. we got well, out of this. Uh, well, Hogan's uncle is much bigger than Terry Belaya's uncle. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Horace keeps trying to say, and like Jimmy is not following him on the he keeps saying, You gotta make the money, right? Yes. And Jimmy just keeps ignoring him and saying you'll be in the match. And it's so funny like realizing that uh Horace is trying to be cool in his I'll sleep when I'm dead t shirt. Yes. Absolutely mortifying. This man is stealing a living. Um actually, arguably at this point in time, both men in that segment are stealing a living. I think a large uh segment of the company at this point yeah. is uh yeah. 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 And for both of the men in this segment, we have one person to thank for the two of them stealing a living anyway. Yeah. Um so next we have a very somber throw to a Bret Hart video. Mm. Um so this is covering like his his absence from WCW and Owen's death. But in amidst all this somber stuff, and they are playing this very, very seriously, mm. there was one line that I was nearly in tears laughing at. And it's a line that they are doing for dramatic effect, but couldn't be a more true reading of the Bret Hart experience where they said his tenure in WCW has been one of turmoil, confusion and frustration. Yes. Yes. You're telling me, Mike.
0: (laughs) Uh, The famous Bret Hart line, you're goddamn right, I'm frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This also aired on Nitro um, Mm -hmm. and WWE cut a chunk out for the network. I don't know if they did in the Thunder you watched. So there is a section. It's like twenty. There's there's a shot of Owen in an orange singlet, and then on the network, yeah. it cuts to, uh, um, uh, Tenay saying, "Leave it to Bret Hart." And there's a like a thing from his Calgary Sun column comes up. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. twenty to thirty seconds they've cut from that, which is Brett going doing the new shows. I presume it's just for um, like footage licensing reasons. Yeah, so there's yeah, shots of him so. on Good Morning America, Larry King, and CNN. Um, The bit that killed this for me was the there's uh, a spelling mistake slash grammatical error in the quote they put up on the screen from the Calgary Sun. Mm -hmm. Um, And the font and layout of it make it look like something your auntie sends you on Facebook.
1: Yeah, it was like nearly Comic Sans.
0: Yeah. Level. And that... Put a dent in something That actually For WCW Was quite a classy Piece of video
1: Yeah With one exception mm. When they Showed the clips uh, When they showed The promo mm. f- From Monday On Thunder I don't know If this was playing On Nitro You will be the one Who will say it to me For some reason They decided Let's whack out The B-sides Of uh, Angelo Bagliamenti's Twin Peaks score <laughs> Yes. Because what the fuck was the music during this promo? <laughs> yeah, It was the most sinister. Like, I really don't like, because like, Owen's death still gets to me all these mm. years later. But genuinely, it was like a Days of our lives. Like, as if Brett at the end was going to, and it, like, you know, and I know who did it. Yeah. You know, like, it was going to be something like that at the end. It what was, was this music about? It was like a horror movie. It was
0: certainly a misstep for sure. No, that did not air on Nitro. Um, Holy
1: shit. They, for, they've so...
0: mostly just cut out long pauses where he was like thinking and composing himself. Because like on Nitro, he was yeah. basically told, take this mic, go and say whatever you want. You've got as long as you want.
1: Yeah. like Again, like is it a rare classy move yes. from World Championship Wrestling? And yeah. He did, again, he, has pu- he put over how they treated him during all this. Like yeah. this, they take all the time away you need, yep. you know. They like like a genuinely like one of the biggest tragedies... Like I didn't even say it in in the the recap. Is like maybe the biggest tragedy in the history of professional wrestling. Mm. Like what happened, you know? And might be the most like shot. Like I, I, the only other things I can think of on the same level are like a like a Misawa and and things like that mm. in terms of like in ring tragedy, which obviously wouldn't happen for a number of years after this. But j- yeah, like just I I suppose like. <laughs> I like it is just basic humanity the way they treated him, but it is still surprising for WCW that they I have. I mean, that it's surprising for locker. pro
0: wrestling, to be honest. Yes, this
1: is true. It's this not true. Like not... Look across the look across the aisle. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like across the aisle is the company that he died in the ring. Do yes, you know what I mean? Like exactly. that's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this I couldn't like, like it was touching what Brett was saying, mm. but I I just could not stop with the music. Yes, a poor creative choice. Well,
0: if you're watching the version I watched where they hadn't quite cut out all of the ad break, I got a TV spot for the new movie Wild Wild West immediately after this.
1: Will Smith, John Peters, Giant Spiders. The greatest. (laughs) one of the the greatest YouTube videos you'll ever watch Kevin Smith Kevin Smith talking about making Superman (laughs) with John Peters yeah it's Uh, incredible did you you then when it came out in the cinemas see Licorice Pizza I haven't seen that no okay do you know that Bradley Cooper is playing John Peters in that movie I did not but now I want to see it because I nearly had a heart attack (laughs) he came out and I was like (laughs) The, like there's a second before I can't remember whether it's like right But be- I think it's right after he- You see him for the first time I was like that's a f- real fucking weird dude And I was like with perfectly coiffed hair yeah. And there's like something rattling yeah. around In the back of my head It's so I was like oh, it's John Peters in- <laughs> And I'm like what And it, like, it's not like the guy is an homage to John Peters No he's literally playing John Peters in that movie So much like uh,
0: our pre-show chat threatened to I don't want to turn this into a movie podcast have you seen any of the show The Offer? No. Okay, so it's it's a dramatization of the making of The Godfather. Uh, yeah, I've heard about yeah. it. Um, there is an incredible piece of casting in that. Matthew Good plays Bob Evans, and he's okay. note perfect. He's so good. So I got to see – I recently flew back from New York, and I got to watch the first three episodes on the plane. I – Honestly, considering getting Paramount Plus for a month to binge the rest of it.
1: Oh, it's on Paramount Plus purely Ooh. for uh, purely for Matthew Good's performance. Yeah, I I have that at the moment because I'm back on a Fraser kick. Mm. So uh, maybe maybe I might watch some of that. I it, I um, I really enjoyed it. I I don't don't really care for like the
0: mafia part of it, yeah. but like I like being like a like a a movie person and like being in like film and video production. Like the, yeah. I'm always interested in movies about the making of movies. Or, yeah. or TV shows about the making movies or whatever.
1: It's is like, are you a Hearts of Darkness over Apocalypse Now guy? I'm going to shock you. I've never seen either. Okay. So
0: I also have never seen The Godfather. Your face is incredible. Okay. This needs to be a video podcast. <laughs> yeah. I wasted my youth watching all those, like, Jackie Chan movies, like Rumble in the Bronx yeah. that you watched. I've got a yeah, yeah. shelf full of that crap behind me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a. Lot. I didn't see Rocky until I was in my 30s. I didn't see Alien yeah. until I was 35, and I had to watch yeah. it with the lights on in two segments
1: because it had been built up so much in my mind. Yeah, I've I should watch. I haven't watched Alien in several years. The last time I watched, actually, speaking of flights uh, in and out of America and mm. watching things, I think the last time I watched Aliens uh, and Alien, the I had the most incredible triple bill on my way over to Dallas for WrestleMania in 2016. I watched Alien and Aliens, and in between Alien and Aliens, uh, my my friend uh, Amo, who was on the, the flight with me, woke up and said, hey, do you want to watch a movie together? And in between Alien and Aliens, we watched um, Best in Show, the Christopher Guest <laughs> movie. <laughs> what a choice. Tonal whiplash, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. holy shit! Oh, but what a great That's movie! We had been talking about in the the airport. We've been talking about a mighty wind and how much that rocks. Yes, and then like we were scanning through as he was nodding off, and I was like, "Holy shit, best in show is on this!" He goes, "I'm gonna have a nap." Do you want to watch best in show when I wake up? I Was like fuck yes, I do. <laughs> uh, we need <laughs> so, to get back to WCW, but have you seen Waiting for why? Government? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that that seems
0: to be the rarest of the, the uh, those kind of Christopher yeah. Guest ensemble movies. Yeah, big oh. fan,
1: big fan oh. of all of that stuff. After the show, we're going to have a movie chat. I but think we are. <laughs> I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yes, uh, we get a tease for WCW Saturday Night. Yes. We've got Stephen Regal, Regal, who is who is back, Darren from HR, uh, the first family, <laughs> the Luchadors versus Malenko, Benoit, and Saturn, and Conan and Ray versus the Wyndhams.
0: I wrote good Windham and useless Wyndham. Oh uh, apparently, God. if you're going to be out on Saturday night, don't worry, this is going to be shown on big screens in a green nightclub, so you won't yeah, miss it, it.
1: In the middle of the nightclub from that scene in The Matrix, yeah. uh, they're going to be showing WCW yeah. Saturday night with Scott Hudson <laughs> and Mike Dene. Um So, our next match is Fit Finley versus Brian Knobs. <laughs> I just wrote, Christ. Knobs <laughs> uh, isn't using We're the Boys. No, uh, and uh, Fit Finley isn't using an ounce of personality. Uh, or <laughs> I, yeah. I remain an incredible low man in this period of Fit Finley. Like we're we're starting to get towards hardcore fit now, so mm. like there's a little bit more being shown, and that like when he's just actually fighting people towards the end of WCW, I think me and Lee are going to get more interested. Mm. But like Jesus Christ, like the last couple of years, anytime he's been on TV has been a pain. Um. So, yeah. uh, Tanae says this is great. So just. Keep this in mind Tanay says Randy Savage will be here tonight He does Yes Uh, Finley then Blocks a corner charge Runs into a power slam Nice looking power slam Yeah not bad Uh, Brawl outside Finlay gets thrown into the steps Jimmy gets a brogue in Uh, Finlay then recovers And hoofs knobs into the steps And then the rail Uh, Finlay goes for a table But gets jumped by uh, Flynn and Morris For the DQ Of course In a match that like Probably should have been you know, the bell should have been rung about three times at that stage. I mean, it should BQ. have been a double count out for a start because they were fighting yeah. outside for longer than they were in the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rolls them back in. Knobs drops an elbow. Then Darren from HR materializes to brawl with Hugh Morris. The luchadors then come out. The crowd is really hot for this, yeah. it's worth saying. They are really into their garbage brawls. Then Horace comes out. The brawl loses a bit of steam as I think maybe someone forgot to do a spot and everybody's just kind of like, oh, what what next? Uh, Then I noticed Dave Taylor appeared at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy tries to give the chair to Brian Nobbs, but Parker steals it from him. Uh, he does the angle, the 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 spot made famous later by Kurt Angle for a lot of people, uh, my age, which is the hitting the chair so hard off the ropes it bounces back and hits you in the head. Mm-hmm. Always a classic spot. Um, Nobbs then pins him as Jimmy counts. Uh Horace versus Jimmy is now happening. They're brawling horribly up the ramp onto the stage, and Nobbs tears off a bit of the set to smack Horace and knock him down to kind of like the floor in front of the stage um yeah uh, an inexplicably hot brawl with a bunch of really shitty dudes yeah yeah <laughs> it was I, I guess alabama
0: just likes a fight on a thursday night yes so. i
1: have been to birmingham, so. birmingham alabama uh
0: i did not see witness anything like i was i, I i'm over egging it a bit all i've seen in birmingham alabama is the airport because our driver took us to the wrong place he got the wrong message he was supposed to take us to the city center to film and he took us straight to the airport so we sat there for five hours like
1: was he just like, you got to stay in this airport. Like, if you walk yep. 10 pace out here, Brian Obs might fight. If <laughs> they you. hear your accents, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This do, light- you, do you hear what happened to Steve Regal and Dave Taylor when they came to Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama? <laughs> I mean, the match
0: is nothing. The, the no. fight is just to set up the, um the, the brawl is to set up the, the, I keep calling it scrap heap challenge on, uh, on the pay per view. <laughs> Holy <laughs> um, shit. Yeah. Yes. Dick Strawbridge. Um uh, yeah they pull out the table but don't use it um, yeah. I think if I was booking this I would have like put a couple of like weapon shots in to put over like this like it will be anything go all weapons illegal on Sunday mm. but like yeah. I mean it does its job
1: it's not great <laughs> but it does its job I think one of the things I do if it was like a shitty mid card heel is like set up elaborate weapon spots and then like calmly put all the weapons away and tell them they're not getting that. yeah like, go to the extent of setting up the big pyramid of chairs or tables and, like, tease a spot and then go, nah. And just go and, and sit then, on the top. <laughs> then then make them all watch as I individually fold back up all the tables and place <laughs> them neatly under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me that they wouldn't be tr- coming from my blood in the crowds <laughs> after that um flair and the boys are here who are referred to by gene as the board of directors and i kind of like that in as much as my confessed love last week at the show of loving the league of nations stable the board of directors is a great name for this stable. yeah even though i hate the stable in this case they are no league of nations my friend uh, league of nations is not a high bar is it <laughs> no and they hadn't even clear that no um RPVP is up first Uh, He says what are we uh, What are we doing here on Thunder We came to plunder Ha 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 ha." (laughs) He he asks what you He
0: says you wonder what we're doing here on Thunder And I'm like I wonder what you're doing here on Thunder I've been listening to this show since episode one And I know the stars very rarely
1: show up on this show (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And Maybe that just goes to show how far Piper has fallen in terms of performance And people caring about him That now he's a regular Thunder (laughs) act Yeah he then proceeds to cut what amounts to a massive babyface promo on Buff Bagwell, yes. who is the babyface. Mm-hmm. He's going to run over Buff like the Crimson Tide to get a big pop. Um, he says, I won't bite just, your ear off, I'll bite your whole head off. Yeah, uh, he's, like, he's really belittling him. Yeah,
0: he says, bash at the beach, I'll bash you at the beach. And at that moment, I was very glad it wasn't called Bang at the Beach or a DDP uh, promo.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, like that man will bang people. At <laughs> Left, right and centre. Loves a <laughs> yeah. good bang. Um, So Flair takes over on the mic He says Asia wants to look under the kilt He keeps insisting it Yeah wait till the uh, match
0: He'll just be wearing his trunks yeah.
1: <laughs> Flair, Flair loses the blazer immediately Calls himself uh, the Presidente Yes I believe Oh no sorry the Presidente Yes He doesn't say Presidente He says Presidente <laughs> uh, He calls he, he, I, Now I did laugh at this He calls gormless idiot David Flair Big Dave Yes You are neither Batista nor Big Bill, my friend. You don't get the big suffix. Nor Big Dave Ryan, in fact. No, absolutely not. (laughs) There there has never been less of a Big Dave. No, there's a shot of David where he looks like he's fallen asleep. (laughs) Yeah. David Flair almost certainly is, is taller than me, almost certainly weighs more than me, and yet I still wouldn't refer to him as Big Dave. No. If we were standing side by side. No. Not a chance. He looks um, like he'd rather be literally anywhere else. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be Dean versus Big Dave for the belt on Sunday. Uh, if they beat Malenko, Jean can have Asia. Yes. Disgusting. He also says um, if
0: Dave wins, Piper will wear the kilt for him.
1: Yeah. Uh. And then, like, I love that, like, it, this is, again, my favorite thing about this storyline with, with David Flair is that flair can't come up with a way to get this guy over that doesn't involve him getting the shit kicked out of him for a while first <laughs> that happened like on nitro why would you not as well why would you not he's got the belt now why don't you just put him against soup cans every week yeah like just absolute like the, the, again more barry horowitz matches and less like dean malenko who might actually snap his neck there was so it,
0: it's not to do with the people he wrestled but there was a bit in in the the belt handing over on nitro segment where I don't know if Flair did it on purpose or not, but he left his own son hanging for a handshake and I died laughing. <laughs> Incredible. Great. Incredible. Um, I like the end so, of this where Flair tells the director to zoom the camera out and get a wide shot of them all. Trouble is, yeah. that's the shot they're already on. So it just sort of limply zooms out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a
1: little bit more. <laughs> uh, he starts dancing and threatening to sleep with various women. He Bad does. segment. Yes. Uh, then we get uh, a segment that you very eagerly messaged me about to make sure that I, I oh, would yeah. get to see it. Uh, and I, this this is one, I because I think I've analysed a couple of versions of this video now at this stage. But what did you think of the Rap is Crap music video? This is like the final version now.
0: Yeah, so uh, the, the reason I messaged you was because it includes footage from Nitro that was cut from the network version of Nitro. So the, uh, the, the performance... And, and-
1: Includes footage from NASCAR.
0: Yes. Uh, the, 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 the footage of the performance where Hennig is in the red shirt was shot at the Georgia dome on Monday. Ah, um, okay. I liked how they seem to get introduced on the same stage by three different people just yep. with different camera angles. And they're trying to pretend they're in different locations, but the buildings in the background are always the same. Yeah. Um, I love that. Nobody in the crowd is in on the joke.
1: Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> uh, this is my, this is now my favorite. Like, I love this. I turned a corner on this bit pr- pretty recently. Yeah. But the two things I love about this are, one, there are people that are unironically into this song. Mm. They don't realize it's making fun of the people that they are. Mm. Um, My other favorite bit is there is not even a passing attempt to make this guy's singing voice sound anything like Kurt Hennig. No It might as well be It might as well be Luciano Pavlov (laughs) (laughs) This is made abundantly
0: clear On the Nitro performance Where Kurt just sings Over the top of the track Yeah The other bit I liked About the Nitro performance Is that Barry Windham's drums Are completely silent and yeah. he's just playing the standard 4-4 even during yeah. the fills. <laughs> and,
1: and I love as well, like, um, they, they, they show band hijinks on their fake tour. Yes, uh, like playing big, poker and, yeah. Big Bob Cum cheating at, <laughs> cheating at poker with all the cards stuffed in his hat. Yeah. Great stuff. Great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is, this is a tremendous comedy bit.
1: Oh, it's it's really good. I actually, like, I thought I'd be really eye about it. And I actually, I genuinely thought... It was going to be much more racist Yeah Because like, I, I, I hadn't watched this back since then I was like this This feels like it was probably very racist But it's actually a very smart bit That's like lampooning the people Who love country and say rap is crap Yes Like it's It's it, it, it's it's much cleverer than I would ever ascribe credit To WCW for normally Like it's They really happened upon something here By complete accident
0: And the stupid song has been stuck in my head all week
1: Ah, oh, it's a it's like a I was
0: lit, legitimately earlier trying to remember the name of the NASCAR
1: driver they reference in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I simply couldn't. The only one I know is Dale Earnhardt, and it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So next up singles match Kidman versus the Disco Inferno Seems like an, a weird one Because Kidman is an act That they're kind of sort of pushing And then Disco is a guy that like It feels like a match where You didn't have to put these two against each other Like you could have given Disco Someone else lower for a tune-up match mm. uh, I guess Disco's or, like, just
0: a man They're pushing more at the moment
1: Yeah I guess so uh, Kidman rushes in early And is all over Disco Until Disco cleans his clock With a lariat and a running neckbreaker this guy has the heat Uh, today throw, uh, this is like a classic flash forward and this is like this definitely got Garrett Kidney's hackles up is that today throws to the back as uh, <laughs> Stephen Regal is appalled that on Friday he was beaten up he'll be at the Hardcore Invitational the Scrap Heap Challenge uh, to give everyone a hiding uh, back in the ring well
0: then. Larry then asked what is a bloody good hiding and I'm like yes. you feuded
1: with him five years ago he must have given you at least one or two <laughs> yeah I would imagine uh back in the ring as Kidman does a plancha. Uh Disco kind of shakes off the after effects of that, does a pop-up atomic drop. Uh big middle rope crossbody and a sky eye from Kidman for two. Then shenanigans begin. Cat and Sonny comes out, she's got the red time. shoes on. <laughs> Disco n- never have I been less jazzed by it being Miller time. <laughs> um disco hits a pile driver out of absolutely nowhere uh today pleads could you stop cutting to the cat yes, <laughs> as kidman yes. kicks out um uh, like this is again another like mask off moment for today he's just sick of this shit mm-hmm. uh bulldog from kidman but he gets kicked by the cat for the dq sunny then attempts to hold back disco as uh, a cat winds up a kick he clears sunny out instead with the kick uh and then Disco hits a last dance and stands tall. You missed
0: possibly my favorite spot of the world. Well, I don't know. Favorite spot? A, a notable spot of the mat, match. Mm. Uh, man of Kids gets thrown over the top rope and hits the mats on the outside like he's Cactus Jack. He slams yep. into the ground so hard.
1: Yeah. For like this meaningless match yeah. in the middle of a thunder. Yeah. yeah not even a pay per view.
0: Yeah. And then. At the end, Disco gets a pop for using the finisher of the biggest star in wrestling on Miller mm-hmm. and gets the dance. Inferno was shockingly popular.
1: Yeah. Oh, like so disproportionate to how like how bad he was and how bad the gimmick was. Yeah. Um, good- like it was a little bit funny during the Dancing Fools mm. era with Alex Wright. And like, but no one took either of them seriously.
0: Yeah. Has um, uh but,
1: have they gained and lost Magnum Tokyo yet in your timeline? I can't yes. remember when he turns yeah, out. Okay. Yeah, no, he's long gone and yeah. so Alex Wright at this point in time, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show or if I had um I had um researched it in between shows. So uh they had started airing vignettes for Berlin. Okay. But then Columbine happened. Oh. And they shelved him for like 6 months. <laughs> And then by the time he resurfaces, he has the wall with him. I see. So thank God for the course of wrestling history that they (laughs) did shelve him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Alex Wright has been off TV for most of this year, I want to say. I can't remember the last time I saw Alex Wright. Like, I know the peak of the Dancing Fools in Magnum, Tokyo was, like, around Road Wild the previous year. Mm. Um... And then, yeah, they lost Magnum Tokyo. Alex Wright vanished. Um, and yeah, so and they don't want to, now
0: they, in the- they don't want to do what they did with Sting in between characters, where he's just the old character with new weird hair for a bit. Yes.
1: Yeah. We are. Yeah, we are now in the the pre like the pre and post Berlin uh, period mm. because he has. It was like it was right around this time. I'm I'm trying to look it up here as we're talking, uh, and I probably will during the next uh, the next segment mm. here. Um, as I ask you, your thoughts on the Jersey Triad, who are up next. <laughs> Slightly before that, my version had a, a Bam Bam Bigelow t-shirt ad.
0: Oh? Yeah, he has one of the shirts and he's pulling at it, he's jumping on it, he's biting it, he whacks it with a pallet and a bin and a sledgehammer, and he concludes it's as hardcore as he is. And you cut away just before he takes an angle grinder to it, which probably, to be fair, would have fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, so, so here we are. So promotional spots began airing on WCW television in May. Okay, uh, and this is July, isn't it? We're talking about here, yeah. yeah. Featuring Wright as a surprising new rivet head style character named Berlin. Mm. Um, with a black mohawk goatee replacing his blonde hair he was clad entirely in black with a long trench coat and arrogantly refused to speak English he spoke through an interpreter mm. an interpreter Uta Ludendorff <laughs> uh, and was accompanied to the ring by a large wrestler known as The Wall the promos uh, coincided with the aftermath of the Columbine school massacre which put a hitch in WCW's plans yeah. uh, and shelved him for several months so he would debut uh, about a month after this August okay. 30th is when he returns uh, on Nitro mm. uh, so there you go. But
0: yes, the triad. Uh, self high five. Smells like white spirit. Plays, uh, mm-hmm. and they're out. They're out for a promo. Uh, I like this actually, and
1: I like them as a group. Mm. Um, like Bam Bam. I love all three of these guys. I think DDP is horribly miscast as a heel, but I love these guys. Yes.
0: Um, however. He's not miscast in the way that he's bad at it. He's just better at being a babyface. He's more natural as a babyface.
1: And and people wanted him to be a babyface. Like, no one was happy when he turned heel. No.
0: I mean, I forget that he was a heel when he won the title at Spring Stampede, like, three months ago. Yeah, like, and because the people pop when he wins, so I just assume Mm -hmm. he was. I only, I only had that in isolation on a VHS tape, so I just assumed he was a baby face going into the match the whole time.
1: It's one of those early times where, like, it was a thing where they turned him, and the crowd were just like, no, yeah, and they refused, and they still, they still cheered him for like a long time until until they were just like, okay, Mm. fine. But these three as a group are very entertaining.
0: I think they need to like shift Bam Bam into more of a bodyguard type role because he's not suited Mm. to the talking part. And as I think, as you mentioned, like last time out, like he's not suited to being a goofy ringside manager in the way that Canyon is like perfectly suited to be. Yeah, but like as a hard nut bodyguard, he would be perfect.
1: Yeah. I honestly think like, and it's funny for a man the size of DDP, but I think almost almost of the three of them, DDP is the one that's suited to the role of like hiding behind.
0: Yeah, so he should be the star of the group and the other two are there in service of him and they have their roles. They have the goofy manager Mm -hmm. and the hard nut bodyguard.
1: Uh, and like it's you you have to get through the two of them to get to page yeah like that's that that's how it should yeah. be
0: there was uh i was involved in booking a wrestling promotion for a short while and there was a group of heels mm-hmm. that we had and the gimmick i said was right one of them the one we're pegging as the star if he gets in trouble the others come to save him if any of the others get in trouble they save each other but he doesn't come out yeah he is, a, he is above them, and that's how you show it. And that's why yeah. they kind of do it with DDP in the match, actually, after this, I think, mm. a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But that like, And that is something that would seem like fairly straightforward psychology, but is so very rarely actually done. Yes. You know? Especially in WCW uh, of 1999. Yeah. yeah. The audio during the segment is fucking awful as well.
0: I, uh, like Canyon. I'm glad it wasn't just my VHS rip. Canyon has a line yep. I did not hear at all.
1: It was very hard to hear any of this. Um, so DDP says last week Saturn didn't beat him and on Monday they didn't lose in a six-man. It says Benoit cheated and the ref never counted three. A huge moment of force feedback. Um, DDP then pointing out that no one can keep track of the legal man when they show a replay from Nitro on the screen. That was very it's true. Really Having funny. seen
0: that match start to finish,
1: yeah. It's very funny. He's pointing out a thing that actually has been a problem in WCW for a long time is that no one in matches keeps track of the legal man. Yeah. Um, really exposing the business there. Thanks, Paige. Yeah. Um, they're putting the belts on the line on Saturday- on Sunday, which is funny because, like, again, for me, and it's a, just a, like a little legalist, like, the heels shouldn't be valiantly putting up the belt unprompted. Do you know what I no. mean? It's like... Like they should be forced into it, uh, or, or you know, have to because, like, they're they're the these guys are the number one contenders or whatever. The easy way to do it is to say, We've been told we have to defend these on Sunday, yeah. And for the first time on a a show we've covered, they hit, uh, one of my favorite sign off slogans, yeah. I like Uh, this bada bing, bada boom, bada bang, yeah. Excellent, perfect Uh, catchphrase for these three, yeah. And again, this is 1999, Sopranos, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, do you know what I mean? Like, this is this is topical. So, I like topical that first.
0: DDP said, uh, I called them the radicals because it was easier to write that down. He says, they yeah. don't stand a snowball's chance in hell of beating them. And Larry Zuisco apparently has never heard of a snowball. So, he's never been to a bar. Well,
1: yeah, no, it's it's only a golf ball. Uh, so he's, he's, ne- like he's
0: never been to a bar. He's never seen clerks. Or, you know, he's never seen snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a row and there's <laughs> a man who that's beautiful man spent a lot of time in minnesota like i can't, don't yeah. believe he's never seen snow <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i mean in a number of ways i wouldn't believe that man's never seen snow but we <laughs> oh, get into yeah that. fair <laughs> <laughs> uh singles match canyon versus chris benoit uh benoit looking his usual delighted self to be here and all these shenanigans yeah. uh corner charges from canyon reversed and he did this brilliant moment where Benoit reels back to give a chop and he's like fuck this <laughs> gets out of the ring i like the,
0: so that's a running gag throughout the match yeah like he doesn't he doesn't uh, uh i like that canyon didn't necessarily bail to the outside he just sort of swabbed out of the ring
1: yeah um, just just refusal yeah to be involved yeah uh uh
0: they do it they do it a second time he's like fuck this like, evades another chop uh, and baits Benoit into chasing him around and then does the WCW classic when they go back in, Heal in first, mm. baby face in second, and gets clubbed on the back of the head as he slides under the bottom rope.
1: Yeah. Remember earlier, everyone, when I told you to make a mental note of something? Well, today has been just handed a note that mm. WCW's executives say that Savage is not allowed on TV tonight. Yes. yes. Um, like, they're trying to do the too dangerous for TV bit. And they have done it in the lamest way possible as two off-handed anecdotes from Mike Tenet. However, I can, I can also buy that
0: he did actually turn up at the building and they went, no, you slapped a woman on live TV last week. Fuck yeah. off home.
1: Yeah. Our or, lawyers will be in touch. Or alternatively, they had timed out that there would be a Savage segment at the end of the show. Also and possible. <laughs> lost a run of themselves. <laughs> Like Flair ran over by five minutes or some shit. Um so be- uh, so Canyon tries to post out of the corner, Benwell plays the brakes and finally chops the tits off him. Yes. Amazing. Uh does the dis- one of my least favourite spots in wrestling where he blows snot on snot him. snot rockets. I hate yeah. that shit. Awful. Hate it so much. I can't be
0: doing with spitting. I can't be doing with any of that kind of thing. And it's even worse in like a post COVID world.
1: Oh yeah, it takes on a new context. It's horrible. It? Yeah. Um so we get then get another cut to the back as a rare Mikey Whipwreck sighting. Uh Jimmy uh Jimmy Hart, I thought Mikey was already gone. Yeah. But no, he's still here. Uh I and do it's, believe it's even made a point of uh by Jimmy is like you're never on TV <laughs> <laughs> to him.
0: I do believe he gets injured in the Scrap heap Challenge and that is his final WCW. No, uh, that's it. And he's I am back in ECW able, by the end of the year.
1: I am not going to be able to not call it the scrap peep challenge. Sorry, man. This is I like, entirely your fault <laughs> um so uh, Team Madness are apparently losing it backstage that they're, they're not involved tonight. Uh, Canyon cuts off a comeback with a sit-out Alabama slammer that looked cool. Well,
0: firstly, he smacks Benoit in the head with the title belt at ringside. Yes. And when the ref comes to challenge him, he's just cradling it and kissing it. Yeah, And then he stands up and directly into the camera goes, Oh my, that hurt, because he's still
1: selling the chop. <laughs> if you don't think... Chris Canyon was a genius. I think less of you as a human being. He's, honestly.
0: He's, I was like watching this and watching the previous Thunder and watching like the six man on Nitro. He's 15 years ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Like if he come, came around now, he would be more accepted as a worker for the stuff he does. Yep. And, he, and I think comedy. he would still be innovating, mo. Yeah. And he would be more accepted as a person. I yeah. think oh, as well. Yeah. Like he would be able to be open about his sexuality yeah. and that kind of thing. He would be fucking scissoring with the acclaimed every Wednesday night. Yeah, he
1: would. And he, like, Oh God, uh, he'd be so good as part of that act. And that's exactly where he'd be working. Like, yeah. you think about the amount of people in that company that like he helped break into the business. Mm. Like the one that shocked me after he died that like spoke about how he helped him get a leg up in the business was with Brian Cage. Yeah. Like, as I knew about his association with the Young Bucks. But I don't think I knew about the Brian Cage links until Mm. Darkseid did the episode on Canyon, which was really good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he's just like such a great. And again, I'm so I mentioned it last week of the show, but I'm so giddy that we're only months away from Positively Canyon. Yes. I just (laughs) as soon as the Canyon cutters start, I am going to be in heaven.
0: Random Canyon cutters in the background of like the outside shot of the arena and that kind of thing.
1: and I'll tell you like one of the like it it one of the things that made me maddest in the invasion was that like I love DDP and making him into like a creepy sex stalker. I <laughs> hated, I hated, I hated. Mm. But that whole storyline, Canyon, fabulous. Yeah. With his Alliance MVP t shirt and no one took an I'm scared ass whooping like that man. Just tremendous human being. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Uh, the he deserved so much more in life and from the business, but yeah, sad, sad story. Very much so. Um, he is uh, yeah, he, he is fabulous in this match. Um, we get uh, Benoit hitting a gnarly looking dragon suplex, then shortly after hits like just the most like, like just this superplex that he just somehow puts a little extra sauce on, and they both like bounce off the mat. It
0: is possible to say many, many bad things about Chris Benoit as a person. Mm-hmm. As a wrestler, he was amazing. And yes. Like his. I dislike the signature bump. I don't like wrestlers having a signature bump. I've gone off on this on Mussy matches several times. I yeah. do love the Chris Benoit superplex that's delivered with so much force. He himself yeah. bounces up over onto his stomach and has to sell it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so Benoit goes up top, but uh, Bammer crotches him. Um, Saturn out to take him out um, back in the ring cross faces in Bam, Bam tries to head on him, headbutt him but Benoit moves he hits Canyon Benoit hits a headbutt of his own uh, Paige so while this cover happens Paige does like I've said on this show before one of my favourite dumb tropes in wrestling is people being trapped and unable to get out of the ring Yes, they're so scared they forget how to get in and out of the ring I'm putting right up alongside how much I enjoyed that Like, I I very rarely recommend a moment or a match from Thunder, but if somebody can get a clip of Diamond Dallas Page getting tangled in the bottom rope, trying to break up this pin unsuccessfully. I will sort you out
0: as soon as we finish this call.
1: It's a 10 out of 10 comedy performance. Yeah, I called it an
0: absolute doofus heel masterclass in getting caught in the ropes. Superb and perfectly timed.
1: I, these spots happening within one week, like there's a certain like a comedy fraternity between this moment and the moment from the pay per view on Sunday where, uh, Swerve's hands get kicked off yep. the ropes and he does the wily e. coyote like, just and I was even watching it.
0: for it in the replays on Dynamite like. The amount of reps
1: he gets in on that scrabble. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's proper Roadrunner. Like yeah. it's it's uh oh, loved it. Mm. And there is that proper like cartoony comedy timing to it. Like it is a genius way to play off. Like he obviously leapt in with a bit too much enthusiasm and would have broken the count. Mm. So he's just like he thought very quickly is like, What's the way to like not break up this count yeah. and look like a doofus heel in the process? And he absolutely yep. nailed it. Um so he then hits a cutter on Benoit after the bell. He hits a cutter on the ref for no fucking <laughs> yeah, reason. I don't know if the ref knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saturn then stomps on page. Bam bam squishes Saturn, and then we get the greetings cutter as I call it. Diamonds from Asbury Park. Up. Diamonds from Asbury Park yeah. is pretty good. That's that's a that's like a lesser spotted Bond movie now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah. um the triad stands tall. We then get our main event of the evening as Conan with B.A., Ray Mysterio Jr. and Swole face Kurt Hennig with Barry Wyndham, Big Bob Coleman and Kendall Wyndham. You did not get the clips of Goldberg's return on Nitro then? No, because this is... I had, I wrote this... To, <laughs> my very last note is, hey, remember we were supposed to see Goldberg returning? Yeah.
0: I guess it's because it contains the Megadeth performance. That will do so it. So it's the last 30 seconds of the song. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, the lights go out for a long time and Goldberg yells, I'm back. And the lights come up, the smoke, the, the stage is filled with smoke and he's there topless in jeans with fucking enormous traps on him. Um, and nice. then they just cut the lights again. Love that. Part. So the way it's set up, it would be super easy for a WWE production intern to just cut the Megadeth performance off and put the, put the I'm Goldberg back. clip in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, you you need to celebrate the man's return from filming Universal Soldier Two. You do. Is it Universal Soldier Two or Universal Soldier The Return? Because that Universal Soldier has forked sequels. Oh, I'm not sure. Then, yeah. Well, we're going to be watching it for the show, so we will be feeding back once this film premieres. There are multiple multiple sequels to Universal Soldier. Uh, the dweeb cowboys are out. Fuck it, Barry man. Windham in full camo is incredible. <laughs> yes.
0: Left over from his stalker wardrobe, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, d- before uh, this, though, I wrote an explosion in an explosion factory goes off on the stage to signal that it's time for the
1: main event. <laughs> I love the main event. It's like, what do we have left in the pyro budget? Fuck it. This is in also the week of July the fourth, though. Yeah. 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 You got to go hard. Um, you got to go hard.
0: And so something that watching this lot and something i've noticed before how much bobby Duncan jr looks like he's another Wyndham. yeah
1: it's really hard to tell him and kendall apart he looks more like a windham than kendall Wyndham does yes in my opinion
0: i ended up calling (laughs) him uh, calling Duncan wtr hell hair fucking hell threw in my own joke (laughs) and and kendall wtr balding (laughs)
1: <laughs> 'Cause
0: that's the only way when they've got Great their cowboy scene. hats on, like it's and yeah. from the back, as they are mostly shot in this, it's so hard mm. to tell them apart. Uh
1: K Dog is wearing a shirt that says K Dog R. I P. Yeah. What? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh and then I'm assuming this is the person you were referring to earlier in the show. The fucking size of Chase Tatum. Oh, so I wrote uh, Conan
0: is accompanied by a small child, a road dog impersonator, and a full bedroom <laughs> yeah. furniture department
1: disguised in camo. <laughs> These men are huge. This is the, this is the first time the No Limit Soldiers showed up. I was like, "This is a group of hilariously proportioned men." Four by four was the <laughs> one who got me. There's, I yeah, presume, there is like he's called. There's Big Swole Yep. There's there's just Chase yep. Tatum. There's a BA, and there's what's what's his name? Four by four. He just said, Four by four. Who is the man that's shaped like an inverse triangle? I yet.
0: Well, I don't even know if he's he's that. Um, I assume he's called four by four because he's the size of 16 Rey Mysterios.
1: Okay, then maybe it's, well, maybe it's Um he, There's one of them that basically are, like, starts are, off real wide and tapers down Oh, no, four by
0: four doesn't taper. Uh, he,
1: okay, he's, so proportioned, swallow, he's proportioned
0: then. like a Transformers toy. It looks like he was a four by four and he's just changed into robot mode before walking out. Mm. But all of these men are... As Lee would say, fridges. Yeah.
1: I, I, I um caught sight of Chase Tatum for the first time when me and Aaron did Saturday Night recently, mm. and somehow in that two week span, he has now joined the No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, like genuinely like they were backstage, and it's like, what are we missing? As like we've got a fridge,
0: mm.
1: we've got the inverse triangle, we've got an Armstrong the one thing we're missing is someone shaped like a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's him. He is just like, any any part of this man's anatomy that could be beefy was in fact as beefy as I Like, this is all the sliders on your Creator Wrestler up to 99. Yes. Apart from the uh, head, which was at three. Apart from the head. yeah. Apart from yes. the head and the hair. I, I yeah. would
0: contend that all of these men carry much more meat than Al Green earlier. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I well, I'll give you that. Um, Conan actually like, and you can tell this was a, he knew this match wasn't going along because Conan was bouncing around at a clip. Yeah. for once. Yeah. Uh, he, so you that's how you calculate Because like he moves like a fucking glacier, not like glacier, no. like a glacier. <laughs> I would never disrespect glacier like that. Yeah. Um. So he hits a DDT. Uh, goes for Kendall on the apron, but Hennig jumps him. Then they get the heat. Hennig pops up like fucking Morningwood. He is up so yeah. fast
0: after this DDT. Right.
1: There's something about like this whole angle that like Hennig is like a man reborn. Like he looks like he's actually enjoying himself, mm. whereas he's really just been sleepwalking since, like I said, like understandably since Rick Rude died. Mm. Like that kind of I think took a lot of the wind out of his sails in terms of like enjoying himself in wrestling. Mm. Um, but he seems to be like just has a new lease of life here uh with these fucking goofs mm. um rolling clothesline from Conan to cut him off, hits a face buster uh, Hennig drags Conan through the ropes to the floor, and everyone starts brawling yep. again and again. another brawl that 's massively over with the crowd uh inside the ring. Conan attempts to lock in the tequila sunrise uh but Wyndham hits Conan with the cowbell, and Hennig wins. I then. Did not describe blow by blow what happens next i just wrote chaos uh um, i wrote wtr head for the hills as tanae does the final pay-per-view shill yeah the dorks celebrate and trash talk on the ramp <laughs> singing along with the song and this is where i realized i never saw goldberg <laughs> so i think about the rolling clothesline
0: i'm not sure if it's regal fit or taylor who tell the story of the first time they had to wrestle conan okay and he told them watch the clothesline as he whipped them into the ropes and as they hit them and turned round, he was nowhere to be found. They couldn't see him because he was in the middle of the roll. And then they just got a bicep in the face as he popped up off the mat. I
1: mean, he did tell them to watch the clothesline. Yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, so, this Garen, Yeah, this was... This is- This is bad. I, to be
0: honest, in terms of show structure, I'd have swapped this and the Benoit Canyon match over so the show ends on a good Mm -hmm. match. And I would also argue that a company's world tag team title
1: should be held in greater esteem than a bunch of goons fighting over music genres. Look, I'm just going to tell you is uh, if you are hoping for any sort of prevalence to the world tag team titles, you are watching the wrong program. Well aware.
0: Having been a a long-standing WCW fan, I am well aware that the tag team title very often gets short
1: shrift. They are less of a title and more of a bit Mm. uh, in in this company. They are
0: belts as props even before Mm. Russo shows up, aren't they? Particularly in 1998.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. We are now at the end Of uh, Thunder episode 70 So before we go to our little game Mm. I must ask you Who are your winners and losers And what did you think of the show overall Overall I really quite like this show Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like I think
0: I I mean when we I knew what I was in for When I said hey do you want a hand And to be honest I thought you were going to go Yeah come on one of the Patreon shows And you were like no no no
1: come review Thunder with me I'm like, okay I was literally fine. I had literally just had a conversation an hour previously with Lee going, Oh yeah, no, I must actually like send out a message <laughs> in the VOW the Slack to see if somebody and then <laughs> mana from heaven, you came into my DMs. Um I honestly like, maybe may- maybe the most regrettable DM slide in the history of Twitter. Well,
0: I don't know. <laughs> like, um I got a live show. I got a pay per view yeah. go home show. Benoit versus Canyon was genuinely good, like a good 10-minute wrestling match. Um, To some extent, Disco versus Kidman was as well until they made Kidman look like a fucking idiot at the finish. Um, Even Hammer and Al Green kept things within their wheelhouse and didn't shit the bed, and their finish looked really good. Um, Because apparently, you know, Al Green got an extra tenner for every inch he jumped off the mat. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not like that every match had a run-in, um, not to undercut Ludwig Borger's spot at the end of this show, but I think there was interference leading to a finish in all six matches. But it's 1999 television wrestling, and you're trying to build every match has something that leads into something on the pay-per-view. So you're trying to show the conflict to get those buys. Um, yeah. Overall, though, perfectly happy with this show. Winners and looters? Yeah. Canyon in capital letters, best thing on the show. Um mm-hmm. yeah I it. Uh, uh possibly even more so had his microphone worked. Mm-hmm. Um and the triad in general I'll put them in the will- winners column. Uh begrudgingly Chris Benoit because he was also yeah. good in that match. Um and you might laugh at this one, Lenny Lane. I thought he no, performed no, you know- perfectly well in that opener. Um yeah. He got more over as a character and him and Lodi were like given something by beating Guerrero even in the way they beat him. Like mm-hmm. It works for their. It worked for their characters and their spot. Yeah. And now, like no, they've sure. got something they can hold over people. We yeah. and the, it will be we. We beat Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> losers. Uh, Kidman for being made look really silly at the end of his match, where he just he wins by disqualification because his opponent, enemy, kicked him in the head. Um, <laughs> smart guy Nash for booking himself into a dumb stiff in his own title match. Yeah. Uh, and David Flair for being a gormless wassick.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into the uh, the prediction game, I mm. will say that the finish counter brought to you by Ludwig Borg, I was a bit more generous than you mm. were in terms of what, what constituted leading directly to a finish. So we had six matches, one clean finish, two disqualifications, <laughs> and three interference leading directly to a finish. It's
0: still not a good booking sheet, though, is it? No. <laughs>
1: So, unfortunately, Kieran, you're in the unenviable position of being in Lee Malone's chair on a go home show for a pay per view, which means it is incumbent upon you to guess the card <laughs> for Bash at the Beach 1999 based on three episodes of television yes. you've watched. So,
0: how many matches like, are there? Kind of, Can you leave? Kind me of there?
1: More, I, I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, you, you kind of, in some ways, you have more context because you've actually seen some Nitro. Yeah. Than than we usually have, but in terms of quantity of show, you have less. Uh, I will say there are eight matches on this program.
0: I might have them all then.
1: Ooh. Okay. Well, I would like to tell you about the uh, the dark match, if I may. Go ahead, please. There is a dark match that, like, so there are dark matches in all these pay per views, but seldom are they do they seem to be recorded. Uh, This one is recorded on both Cage Match and Wikipedia. Um and uh stop me if you know any of these names. Uh I believe it's yeah. Uh CG Affy and Jeremy Lopez defeated Jamie Howard and Jet Jaguar. I've heard of Jet Jaguar, but I don't know why. Okay, so Jeremy Lopez and Jet Jaguar are best known by those names, mm. but the other two wrestlers are not
0: Is Jamie Howard um Jamie Noble. He is. And who was the other one? C. G. Afi That sounds like someone has made a very bad anagram out of someone's actual name But I can't uh, place <laughs>
1: This is a man who would later go Well, could I Could I uh, give you the hint of saying this man very famously broke his arse Is it Johnny the Bull? Oh, actually, sorry. Did, yeah, it was Johnny the Bull that did it. No, it's Tony Mamaluke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could think of three people broke who arse. broke their arses and the other I one was like, X-Pac. <laughs> for a second, I was like, did he break his arse as well? But no, you're right, it is Johnny the Bull. So it's Tony Mammaloo. Uh, okay. Uh, is a CG Afi, and I thought that was very good. Oh. So you have got uh, a grand total of eight matches right. to guess on this show. Now, I will say, I will be nice to you in that in one of them, You don't have to guess all the participants. (laughs) I think you may know which one I'm referring to. So I think we have uh, Randy
0: Savage and Sid Vicious versus Kevin Nash and Sting, where whoever pins Nash will become the champion, even his own partner.
1: That is number one. World
0: tag title, Triad versus Saturn and Benoit, and I believe it's DDP and Canyon as the champion team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no limit soldiers versus. Well, it is. It's 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 officially a handicap match with all three of is them. Is it? Okay. Yes. Mm. All right. Uh, no limit soldiers versus West Te- Texas rednecks or the cowboys, as Tanay keeps calling them on commentary, in an elimination match, four on four. Mm-hmm. That is three. Uh, TV title: Rick Steiner versus Van Hammer. That is four. Uh, Buff Bagwell versus Roddy Piper in a boxing match with Mills Lane
1: as the referee. That is. Uh... Unbelievably specific and accurate. Uh, although Tony
0: Schiavone on
1: commentary on Nitro says
0: it's a, a quote taped fist type match. So who knows what you'll actually end up seeing? I've seen Bash at mm-hmm. the Beach 1999, by the way, a long time ago. I remember none of this. Okay. Uh, U.S. Title Malenko versus Gormless Dave. Correct. Six. Disco versus the Cat. You got two. Yes. And then Scrapyard Challenge, uh, mm-hmm. which I think, I think I've got. I think it's fifteen people.
1: Do, do you think you have all I don't them all? have all of them. Okay, right. Uh, uh, I, I thought Bigelow was in it, so I'm going
0: to have to cross him out. I think I have.
1: Bigelow is not in it. No, one. I'll give you the number. I have the number here. One, two, three, four,
0: five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12,
1: 13, 14. I think I've got 11. Okay. Hack. <laughs> There's one of them. I will be stunned. Possibly <laughs> two of them. I'll be stunned if you have them. Okay, so Hack is in there. Uh, Brian Knob. Brian Knob yep. is there
0: uh, Mikey Whitbreck, I know
1: Mikey Whitbreck is there uh, Dave Finley Dave Finley is there, that's four Steve Regal
0: That's five Taylor.
1: Darren from HR Yes, that's six uh,
0: Hugh Morris Yeah Jerry Flynn mm-hmm. Fun note about Jerry Flynn He was in FMW's first ever No Rope Exploding wire match I discovered recently uh, Useless Horace Hogan mm-hmm. La Parca Mm-hmm. Silver King They're mm-hmm. the ones I've written down I think Cicosis might be in it
1: uh, He is not Gosh, But Cyclope was- is I knew there was
0: at least one other luchador And then yeah. I mean After that it's just Pick'em from the morass That was the WCW uh, Roster in
1: 1999 I can't remember if you said Hugh Yes okay so the ones I'll have I'll read out the ones I have before The, the ones that are absolute shockers to mm. me the two, the final two, uh, Fit Finley, Brian Knobs, Ciclope, Dave Taylor, Hack, Horace, Hugh Morris, which sounds like a rhyme, <laughs> uh, Jerry Flynn, La Parca, Mikey Whipwreck, Silver King, Stephen Regal, and Flyboy Rocko Rock and Johnny Bunge. No Grunge. way,
0: I thought they were gone, yes.
1: The children are going to emulate the grunge one last time on pay-per-view.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I thought they were gone.
1: <laughs> well, they might as well be. They're in the Scrap Heap Challenge. So, mate.
0: I thought there were more matches on this show because I also wrote down yeah. Eddie Guerrero versus Eluchador luchador question mark and then Cruiserweight title match. Who the fuck is the champion anyway?
1: <laughs> what do you think this match got out of 10 on Cage Match? The Scrap Heap Challenge? No, this whole show. Oh, the whole show?
0: Oh, God. Yeah. If it's higher than a four, I will be shocked.
1: Well, you're not going to be shocked because it's 1.8. Holy
0: shit!
1: The lowest rated match being uh, the boxing match, which got a 0.5. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Inexplicably goes for seven minutes. But I'm delighted to see one thing you didn't get about the... uh, I didn't hear you say Mm. anyway about the boxing match is that the boxing match marks the return in Buff Bagwell's corner of one Judy Bagwell, former WCW World Tag Team champion. That does
0: get mentioned in Piper's promo, doesn't he? He's talking about you're going to have your mama in your corner and one of Tyson's opponents, whoever it was, had his mama in his corner. And that leads into the, I'm not going to bite you off. I'm going to bite your whole head offline.
1: Yeah. 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 So... Wow, what a show What a pay-per-view we have on offer Can't wait Yeah, I've got to
0: say I would not be chucking down the $29.95 for that
1: Yeah, yeah I feel like this is going to be one where Lee's like Oh, actually, no, I'm not I'm not actually back yet <laughs> Am I back again in two I'm weeks? Mir- mirac- miraculously back for episode 71 then Um Thank you so much, Kieran, for being on the show. I had a, I had a great time chatting with you. Um, before we hit the road here, though, uh, give us uh, some plugs. Where can people follow you and uh, listen to more of what you do?
0: So, uh, Mark Buckleady and I present Must See Matches every week. That is a podcast covering the top 104 uh, matches wrestling fans think other fans need to see, as crowdsourced by Mark on Twitter. Uh, Dave, as he mentioned earlier, recently made his third appearance. Uh, to talk about his pick of Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas from Takeover Philadelphia. Uh, This weekend just passed. We just dropped our episode on Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect from SummerSlam 91 with Arnold Furious as the guest. On Sunday, we are skipping ahead one year for more Bret at SummerSlam, and this time it's the British Bulldog match from SummerSlam 92 at Wembley Stadium. Topical. Timely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And Alan Cheapshot is in the guest seat. Uh, that has been recorded. Oh, it think. goes through the editing process tomorrow, and will go up on Sunday. Gr- a great time talking to Alan.
1: Was there? Was there any Big Daddy for Hall of Fame chat? There was. Uh, Big Daddy did get
0: mentioned by me, <laughs> yeah. uh, but oh really? Yeah. But there was no. Oh, you stole Alan's. No bitch. Hoff chat. I thought I'd get in there quick. Yeah. Um, you can find that on spotify apple podcast google podcast amazon music you could lift a rock and find it it's probably an episode on the bottom of your shoe we are everywhere Um, if you're really struggling you can go to linktree slash must see matches for all the ways to subscribe we are at must see matches on twitter instagram and mastodon Uh, and if you really want to follow someone complaining about the booking holes and terrible camera work of aew every week you can follow at kieran edits on twitter I also want to drop in that last weekend, if I may, I was on another episode Mm -hmm. of GCP uh, where Andy and Ogden and I uh, reviewed more of the steaming dumpster fire that is the 1999 British wrestling TV show UWA Wrestling Rampage, which did scrapyard matches before the Junkyard Invitational. Their matches were taped before the one you're going to watch. The original scrappy ri- yeah and i think we did call that on the show so i kind of stolen a joke um uh, <laughs> no it's continuity yeah it is um what it is. and it's really interesting like noting the influence of this era of american wrestling television on the only mm. british product that was on tv at the time it is messy as fuck um So that show is available from all good podcast supermarkets as well and can be found at GCP Podcast One on Twitter. Uh, I have called that part of my note, the Excalibur bit.
1: (laughs) Yes, very, very expertly handled. I can take the mask off now. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much, Kieran, for for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you back on again um, at some stage. it was uh it was a great chat uh and it helped me get through well i you know in fairness wasn't one of the worst episodes of thunder we've ever seen it was it was perfectly watchable so uh thanks to everybody for listening we'll see you again in two weeks uh on the free feed one week on the patreon feed at largemanappears.com uh bye bye be safe thanks everyone for listening to another episode of days of thunder days of thunder was produced by lee malone and edited by me dave ryan Keep up to date with the show and find all the ways to listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WCWThunderPod or click the Linktree link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes. I am at the Day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore 713. Days of Thunder is a part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. Follow the VOW network anywhere. Good podcasts are sold for more fine podcasts that you can shake a stick at. Thanks.
0: Everyone, my name is taylor and i'm kelly and we are the co-hosts of jumping bomb audio the podcast all about joshi pro wrestling here on the voices of wrestling podcast network every other monday we are with you talking about the biggest news in joshi along with show reviews previews and much much more So if you're new to Joshi or you've been a longtime fan, this is the show for you. We've got something for everyone here. So check us out, Jumping Bomb Audio.